Welcome to another episode of our conversation on Giants and Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. I'm Megan and joining me for this series is the ever-civilized Casey. Hi! Hello! <laughs> Welcome to our another episode for this season. Yay! <laughs> this episode is going to shift the conversations from the outskirts of society to the inner living. Inner city living. Oh no, we are wine. No, it's fine. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and what that means for giants. And the best places to go for those insight is Ravnica. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk a lot about Ravnica today. But before we kind of get into the urban jungle, I have to ask, from a giant's perspective, oh god, what do you think are the biggest challenges of being a giant in a city full of medium-sized creatures? If you like to be not seen... You're fucked. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Get bent. Get yeah. fucked. <laughs> yep. You're if, you're, n- <laughs> if you're an introvert, mm, too bad, so sad. You're not going to succeed. Especially what we have talked about a lot is giants who don't speak anything but giant. Yeah. And so they are going to lurk in the alleyways. They're going to try their best to be unseen in a world that there is no escape. There is no wilderness to escape from. There is no mountaintop or sea cliff to run away to. Yeah. It is just Ravnica. I feel like it's the fitting into places for me. Like, like I don't feel like, whenever I picture giants, I picture at least larger than a doorway. Right? Yeah, always. Larger than an advertised doorway. Not necessarily like teetering the tops of your bell tower, but like, you know, like the, mm-hmm. they're not going to fit comfortably into the tavern. No. The beds are not going to be comfortable because your feet are going to be hanging over the edge. Yeah. Um, you're going to be constantly worried about running into a chandelier or a sconce, you know? Yep. Like there's just always going to, you're always going to be worried about like smacking your head on shit. Yeah. And like, it would just be, a, a, just be not great. I think we did talk about this on one like mailbag episode where one of the questions a listener had asked was... Would you rather be, like, a halfling in a giant world or a giant in a halfling world? Ooh, interesting. What did you pick? I picked halfling in a giant world because that's an internalized trauma that I've spent an entire (laughs) lifetime trying to be smaller than I am because I am a giant, I'm a lady, and I'm a large lady. And by large, I mean I'm, like, (laughs) (laughs) 5'10". Yeah, it's, like, some some childhood trauma going on there. Yeah, Yeah. Amazonian, and I would like to be a regular-sized female. Yes, and as being smaller stature, I can always make myself bigger in very beautiful high-heeled shoes yeah. or, you know. I'm so. just now starting to, like, own wearing high-heeled shoes. Yeah. Anyone should wear them. Right? Mm-hmm. And, like, I always never did because I was, like, always very self-conscious like of I'm my Like, I'm already height. tall. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already tall. I don't really need to tower over people more. I don't need to look like an Amazonian woman. I yeah, can just no, be a normal person. Yeah, no, but you do, Megan. Oh, okay. It's so good. Oh, man. <sighs> but yeah but hey like if even if you don't even take take into account like the giants like i always imagine like i remember when i was a kid searching for clothes because like i was always tall so i would always have to like buy the tall version of of clothing uh-huh. but not all clothing lines had the tall version of clothing no but then nowadays not all the clothing lines have the petite which is the shorter leg yeah that's what i needed yeah like, petite oh my god but you can get your shit hemmed yeah i can't unhem that's true <laughs> Yeah. So I, I grew up wearing flood pants on a regular basis. So if there's anything in this world that I would suck about being a giant in a world where medium creatures exist, it would be finding pants. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Agree. Oh my gosh. Trench coats for days. Who would have thought? <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into Ravnica, one, once again, Casey, what wine are we drinking today with our theme? Oh my goodness. Well, City, we'll go with city living. City living. Ravnica, there is no end to the city. Yeah. So sometimes you'll be in border town. You're always on the border <laughs> of someone's town. Yes. Districts, <laughs> you know, 
It's always there. Uh, so we have a border town, Rosé, from the Okanagan Valley in BC, mm-hmm. 2021. It is just a screw-off, not like the last one. Thank you for fixing that one for us. Yeah. Crack. <laughs> Crack that sucker. I feel like we went with uh, some sweet wine today. Is it going to be sweet? I'm scared. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, it smells sweet. Oh, but it's not bad. It's not as sweet as it it's smells. A little, it's a little drier than I thought it would be. I think that makes it good. Yep. Let's look at it. What does it say? What does it say? Sun-soaked soyuz that we love. Small lot. No, nothing. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Light pink color. Ripe melon and strawberries. Followed by bright citrus and red fruits. Mm. Totally get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that vibe. 100%. <laughs> Tastes <Absolutely>. like wine. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Phenomenal. <clears throat> Yum. All right, so let's get back to focusing on Ravnica for a hot second. So we chatted a little bit about this play setting in the last episode where we did mention a little history about the Boro Borogamoramos. <laughs> Fuck which, that name. Which we have now dubbed as Boroboro. <laughs> so feel free to take a look back for... Um, for those kind of just, you know, if, but if you're just joining us now, a yes. small abridged history of Ravnica, some know already that it is a closely tied to, of course, Magic the Gathering. Key thing to note for the, today's episode is to remind folks that Ravnica is one giant city that covers the span of the world. So you were never really out of city life. Within the city proper, it is divided into 10 districts that house the main 10 guild houses, each serving the city in different ways. A brief history is that these districts waged war for years that ended in the signing of what was called the Guild Pact and that bestowed peace, which was then rocked once again. Mm. (laughs) And the city fell into the slights of chaos. (laughs) (laughs) So as you can imagine, each district does have its own little bit of history and job within the city. They are also built from various amounts of creatures and monsters, including, of course, um, Casey and I's favorites, the Giants. Yeah. So I imagine this bumbling city filled with all kinds of creatures yeah from all different types of worlds all different types of lands like there's just everything that you can from the eyes see i imagine like the dragon Ball, i don't know you probably don't know this reference but like the dragon ball z world where like dogs are people and like the whole nine yards you know what i mean like i just that's what i feel yeah okay. i i think so too i don't know your reference that's but fine but yes that's okay i go to star wars actually like, you know, like the taverns in Star Wars where horrible shit happens, but they're hanging out and it's all fucked up kinds of people. Yeah, like yeah. the singers and the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. But just one giant planet of city of that. Because yeah. oh, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose my nerd. <laughs> what is the name of the city that is one giant city on the planet? What, sorry, what is the name of the planet that is one giant city? There is one in the Star Wars world. Coruscant? We're talking about Coruscant. Coruscant, of yeah, course. Like, that didn't, I didn't have to Google that at all. No. Like, you know, it just came yeah. right to my brain mind. Yeah. Um, it reminds so me of Coruscant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Just mix, mash, doesn't matter. You roll in. Yeah. You do what you need to do. But you know what district you're from, so you keep within your means of your yeah. district, right? Yeah. And others will know, like, just from eyesight being like, mm, I know mm. where they're from. But then the whole district thing reminds me of the Hunger Games. Yes! Oh my god, I wanted to get into this too. I'm like, was it district? It's up to 12, right? Or district 12, yeah. yeah. There's 12 districts in um, the Hunger Oh yeah, Games. you cannot talk about districts without Hunger Games coming up. I was like, <sighs> See, but their, their districts, in my mind, I imagine them slightly differently and I could, I'm going to be corrected some, on someone's internet somewhere. Yes. But like, I imagine that Ravnica, like city proper is more of a circular thing where all the districts are in, like on a wheel. 
Oh, whereas, I see. Whereas with, um, hunger, I'm pointing at the Hunger Games because I used to have the book, the books are on my bookshelf right now. <laughs> um, theirs are in distance. So the further you away from, you are from the city proper, the further your district is. Right. So the, the longer you have to travel to get to the city proper. Whereas like the city proper is a wheel of 10 districts. Of Ravnica. Oh, I see. That's how I imagine it anyways in my head. I could be completely wrong. No, I, yeah. I imagine Ravnica like, like Vancouver and the lower mainland. Mm. Where there's the main Scattered, one. Scattered, yeah. And then, yeah, as you branch out, you don't even realize, you should realize in Ravnica, mm-hmm. but you just enter the next district, mm-hmm. depending on which, which, like, northwest, east, south you move. Yeah. And that's how it it spans out. You're always on someone's border town. Yep. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before we dig into some of the more famous and historical findings of the giants in Ravnica, um, I just have one question to ask. If giants were suddenly to appear in our world and wanted to live in our cities, what parts of the infrastructure would absolutely fail? So this isn't putting on pants is hard. <laughs> this is... <laughs> pants like capris and cropped pants <laughs> my, pants. my shoes are soaked but my cuffs are bone dry <laughs> <laughs> my <laughs> but yes what part of the actual infrastructure of the city do you think would crumble um doorways <laughs> doorways right would, doorways would crumble archways doorways like hopeless <laughs> fucking hopeless uh <laughs> lavatories lavatories absolutely like, there's no way a giant can squat on a tiny toilet yeah that's fair or even if it's a bench with a hole in it that's fair yeah that's not gonna work i was thinking like the economics of food yeah like hordes of food yeah because i feel like they would require more but they would be getting like the same wage as a medium like sized creature right but they're large creatures that require like the amount of food a horse would require Mm-hmm. and they would have to pay, like, three or four times the amount, right? Yeah. Like, they, of the, like, giant basket of fruit, they would take the whole thing. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, people with families are going to come at me in the comments and be like, well, I have seven children, so I have to feed seven mouths. I'm like, yeah, yeah but imagine if a giant had seven children. Yeah. So you're an equivalent of a giant. But yeah. imagine if the giant had Had seven children. Yeah. They would be, you know, like, they would, it would be worse for them, too. Yeah, right? Hard times. You know what? They, that's the thing. Like, I feel like it would throw that economics off completely. Definitely. So. <sighs> and, like, the whole town would have to accommodate. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, you gotta, ableism, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you gotta make sure that you could accommodate to it, like, adapt and do all these things. Make sure that they would have a life to live. Like, make comfortable pants, for yeah. fuck's sakes. <laughs> Higher doorways yeah. so I can walk through them, you know? Yeah, and, like, giant children, <laughs> like, in schools would need, like, a bigger desk yeah, and shit. Because you don't want to, like, just make them feel separate yeah. from everything else. Yeah. So instead of, like, books under the halfling children, they would need, like, a bigger desk. Books under the halfling children. <laughs> That's the opposite of a booster seat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Opposite. Right? Yeah. Like, and those are the kinds of things we have to think about now, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> All right, so we know a little bit more about what Ravnica is as a place. We understand from our previous episode that are giants that live and exist. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit more about the clans. Casey, do you want to take us away with 
with one of our clients we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. So last time we talked a little bit about the Gruel clans as a guild. Yeah. Um, so we're going to dive into that specifically a little bit more because there's a more giant affiliation there. Yeah. So Gruel clans led by the Cyclops, Baborogamos. <laughs> Or Bora Bora or Bibi. We're calling Bibi. Bibi. <laughs> Bibi. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> um, Chief of the Burning Tree Clan, as Megan talked about in our last session. Tree huggers? I mean, they rage against civilization and their defilement of the natural world. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> But like from the burning tree clan, not not the not the tree hugger right? clan. Yeah, they're, I don't think they're tree huggers. I think they're tree burners. <laughs> but but they don't like the defilement of the land. But then they burn trees. Mm. Oh, maybe it's the Weird. burning heart of the tree. Maybe because yeah, no. Like to your point, they don't they, they don't like the defilement of the land. They're not city dwellers. They're outskirts dwellers. Yeah. So I feel like they do. They're they're probably called the burning tree because they represent the earth and like mm. that kind of shit yeah? yeah maybe maybe yeah maybe come at us in the comments with your thoughts and ideas <laughs> <laughs> i don't know they are wild impulsive and they use scavenge items of weapons they are heavily tattooed and only actually loosely affiliated with the Ravnican society. They prefer back alleys, outskirts, shadows, abandoned areas. They will stick out. The Gruel clan inhabitants will stick out. And you really don't want to come across them, especially if there is multiple of them, because they live by survival the fittest. Mm -hmm. It's like, we are on the outskirts. Like, we live off the land. We, <laughs> you know, it's like... If you can't hack that, you're done. Yeah, we, we, we live off survival, and if you can't do it, yeah. you, you can't sit with us. <laughs> survival of the fittest, annihilation, wreaking havoc, they raid, they do all the things that you want to avoid. Um, there are several clans within the Gruul clan that acts as the guild. As the guild. There are too many to go through in detail, but I'll touch on a couple that I found interesting reading through them. Um, there's a lot more info here that we just, it will take too much time. Yeah. But obviously the Burning Tree Clan, most fearsome and the largest and most diverse. And I think that's, that's also the one that like how you touched on that last time. Yeah. Um, there's, these are just ones that I thought sounded interesting. The Gore Clan yeah. led by an Etten, Rurik Thar, and it's, it's just pure savage, mm -hmm. which is interesting. The Slizd clan, made of reptilian humanoids called the Vaishino, and it's lizard folk yep. um, stat blocks, so super interesting. Yeah. And the Shurta clan, um, it follows very old culture of an, an ancient boar god, Ilharg, the Ray's boar, mm -hmm. and is led by a centaur druid called Nikki's of the whole place. <laughs> so... I think you can get a clear picture that it's just, like, a mishmash of, like, races and backgrounds and you kind of fit in where it's like, oh, I drive here. And so you pick your district, you pick your clan, and you got everything. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very interesting. Yeah. Um, and you can absolutely play a PC that's part of the Gruul clan. 
Human, centaur, minotaur, and even goblins can join and be part of the Gruul clan. Um, you would probably want to go down the road of like barbarian, fighter, druid, ranger, because like they just the nature and the history of what they are that yeah. that fits. Yeah, that they're, they're strong survivalists, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's even a Gruul Guild spell list and features of that background. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it would be really fun to develop a backstory there. And there's way, way more to read in like the, the Ravnica book. Yeah. Yeah. But super interesting. And I didn't even realize there was this angle for backstories, but I think there could be lots to learn from it. And I know even in the campaign we're in now, there's a lot of, um, reference to Ravnica and that history. So yeah. yeah. Interesting. Lot to pull from. Yeah. And so we can dive into the giants that are affiliated with Ravnica. Um, the first one is the Sunder Shaman. Mm. Yes. The Gruul Sunder Shamans are giants that can deal devastating damage due to their endless rage. <laughs> Adam, that was for you. <laughs> I would like to rage. There's a there's a meme of Vegeta from Dragon Ball that was like an unabridged line. And, oh it was like, and it was like, what is this feeling? Is this pride in someone else? <laughs> If only it wasn't just being swallowed and crushed by this unbridled rage and he just loses his mind. It's just so fucking funny. Like, yes. That's all I could think of when, I, when you said that. You're like, rage. It is. Rage be upon us. We love it. They will lots of times be affiliated with groups of other true giants, like hill giants or stone giants, or cyclops, ogres, ettins, follow them too. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the... Their rage and presence is like, that guy means business, like, and they acquire a following. Yeah. So people will will gravitate towards them and be like, let's not get on the bad side of this guy. Let's roll with it. Yeah. Um, Sunder shamans wish to destroy civilizations. So if they see a town or village or structure that's encroaching on the wild lands, they will smash it mm -hmm. and, like, path of destruction – so, again, like, border town, it's like, you're moving further into the forest, and, like, Ravnica, there's, like, no forest left. Yeah. So they are just wrath of destruction, like, angry at just what we're doing, and, yeah. Yeah. Destruction of property, all the things. Mm -hmm. um, this is one of the few that actually wear armor. Mm. So they wear stone armor, armor. That gives them an, a hefty AC at 20. Wow. So along with that, they do have a pretty decent amount of HP. And so they're going to take many rounds of combat to actually even hit them. That's crazy. Like, which isn't, like, necessarily common with giants. Yeah. Lots of times the... The AC is low, but then the con is high and the HP is so high that it still takes a lot it of takes rounds. takes the time, yeah. This time, the, the hit points are still decent. We're talking like 130-some. Yeah, yeah. But you're not going to hit as often because they actually wear some armor on them. Yeah. 
Um, so in that sense, they might need to, like, a, an adventuring party might need to rely on spellcasters to bolster their party or reduce the target's capabilities because just smashy smash the melee barbarians and fighters might not make as big an impact. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, this is a, a challenge rating of 10. Okay, yep. yeah, that checks out with that HP, yeah. Um, they have dark vision. And strength is their highest stat, and they only speak giant. So, again, that's pretty common yeah. from, with what we've talked about. And as a huge creature, they have the faster sheet of 40. They are barbaric. Mm. Like, they have, they have reckless attack. They live to siege, and they can deal double damage on, a, ob- on objects and structures with the siege monster ability. Mm-hmm. So it's that same... Like, just go in and destroy. Yeah. That's their their go-to. So, I don't know, a barbarian in a party going against a Sunder Shaman would be entertaining, for sure. Yeah. Because neither one would back down. No. And that'd be fucking <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And so then you'd have, like, the, the wizard or cleric or something in the background trying to, like, beef up its barbarian going, like, you're going to die. Let's just, okay, you're in? Oh, you're going for it. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like we've seen many of times, they can do multi-attack, um, prefer to use their fists and rocks as weapons. So players need to watch out for, like, slam attack. And with this one, 4d8 plus 6 bludgeoning damage. Like, you get fucked up if you get hit by it, by its fists. Yeah. And rocks being thrown, 4d10 plus 6 damage. Like, it's in its far distances. Yeah. It does not have a, a vision damage like the last one you talked about. <laughs> Me and BB. <laughs> <laughs> Poor BB. <Yeah. laughs> um, something unique about them too is they can stone camouflage the stone giant coming back again. They oh have... shit, that's awesome. Get... Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have advantage on stealth checks to hide in rocky terrain. That's awesome. That's yeah. my favorite thing. I know. <laughs> like, it's just like I'm a, I am a giant, but I, you cannot see me. But it's like, oh, and I'm gone. I'm yeah. just like part of the terrain. This reminds me of the Hunger Games when they like paint themselves to look like mo- trees with moss on them and shit like that. And I'm just like, oh, yes. come on. <laughs> Are you for fucking real? Like, fuck off with that shit. Yep, totally. What kind of Rambo bullshit is this? They're gonna hurt. They're, they're gonna, gonna hurt. They're, they're gonna hurt you real bad. You can talk me up. They they stay within the outskirts with the rest of the Gruul clan, right? Like they're not city dwellers, right? No, they yeah yeah they no yeah no yeah like as that's we a do very as Canadian Canadians. thing that you did right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure there, bud. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> yes, they stick to their their directive mm-hmm. and on the outskirts will destroy and pillage and do what they need to do. Yeah. For Borobor and a decent a decent fight. But I also feel like this is one of those like that if you get to the outskirts of the town and you need, say, like, before you leave the town to go into the next district, you need a place to stay. You'll find this guy, like, in the tavern. Okay. <laughs> like, having his after-shift beer. Yes. Yeah. And it'll be like, like, mm, where are you headed to? <laughs> like, <laughs> except it only speaks giant, as as you do. So just... Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
But I mean, like, you want to go fuck shit up later? <laughs> you wanna, do you want to fuck some shit up? Yeah. This would be the instigator at the party, though. Like, totally. You want to fuck some shit like, up? Yeah. the barbarian. Yeah. Like, I fucking love it. Oh, anybody piss you off today? Like, But, like, I love that they have this camouflage <laughs> capability. Yeah. But it's specific to rocky terrain. So it's just, like, you can't really use it in the city. True. You can only really use it if you are on the outskirts doing your thing, hiding, like... And don't get me wrong, like, because if they're part of the Gruul clan and, like, that that group of folk, like, they're the ones that are going to be going in and doing the pillaging and stuff like that of the towns that are on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, like... They could use it to their advantage and, like, hide and, t- like, take down caravans that are traveling through, like, the cities in between, like, towns or whatever. Or, like, in, like, crevasses and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But or, that's a good point. Oh, or, what? Oh, what? I had an idea. <laughs> so this would be, um, so you know how, like, they make their, like, a home. Like, the Gruul clan makes homes where mm-hmm. they, they bring their goods and their riches that they've pillaged from other places. I imagine that it's now going to be in a rocky like, like, hole in the ground, like a crevasse. And then, like, all around the inner lining are all of these folk just, like, um, camouflaged into the walls around the town. Oh. Like, around their homestead. So they basically oh. dig, like a, like, a, like, a giant crevice or crater in the ground. That is now where their home is, where they keep all their stuff. And in order to keep it protected, they have one bottleneck entrance with two of these hidden in the walls. Mm-hmm. And then the entire outskirts, they're lined around the outskirts of, the, of them, and they're, like, the guards of the town. Ooh, I love it. And you can't see them, but if people tried to, like, come into their town and fuck shit up, they would get right fucked up. Yeah. And it's, like, a never-ending story scenario where you're walking through, like, what looks like just statues along the side. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, you will be judged. Yeah. <laughs> and you will be found wanting. <laughs> But that would be, that's a good exploration piece of, like, where they come from and, like, what they would be used for as a set piece. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. where would you find them? I would find them as the guards of their home. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Which would be really cool. Oh, and I think I forgot to mention, too, they are chaotic neutral. Okay. So, again, like, they're they're not evil. They're not just, like, wreaking wrath and ang- out of, like, anger and spite with no, like... But they are chaotic. This thing, they follow instruction, but with the with a hive mind right, yeah. kind of thing, right? Totally. But I love that. And I know there's other ones that are not like that, not chaotic neutral and not like the Sunder Shaman. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. More guardians. More guardians? Yeah. Yeah. I'll talk about them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so the Boros Legion function within the city as like their militant faction. So they are the ones that appear with um, appear when laws are being broken. So I remember we talked a little bit about in the last episode about using certain ones from the Gruul clan as guards, mm-hmm. um, but they're evil-ish and chaotic. This is more the, the lawful side of what they're used for, right? Mm-hmm. So even though they themselves are more than okay with breaking the laws themselves, if needed, they only do so to obtain justice. So if they are told or figure out that a law is, is not working and it's broken they'll break the law because it has to make sense for justice. Right. Okay. So they follow the law because they're required to follow the law, but if they find that something is not lawful because it breaks justice, they're going to break the law. So they might be my favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> like push them far enough. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, you will see them. A lot of these is more like paladins or sometimes magic users, of course, to support this. Uh, mostly built to humans, minotaurs, and goblins. So I guess, like, 
where do giants come into play when you talk about these? Because, like, when I think about them, I think about them just being a town guard. So mm -hmm. how do giants come into play? Well, there is the guardian giant, which is what I'm going to go into. It should be noted that within the Boros Legion, all giants come from one clan called the Skorskyle. Skorskyle? Skorskyle or Skorsky? Yeah. Um, that are longtime rivals of the Gruul clan. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're the rival clan of, right? Um, the Guardian Giant is exactly as it sounds. They are guardians of not only the Boros lands, but also are known to protect and guard the smaller warrior folks during battles. Okay. So these giants are considered huge and lawful neutral, which I feel checks out due to their militant justice backgrounds from being of the Boros Legion, but of course with the ability to waver on their... They're not lawful stupid. Yeah. They, they know what's right. They know what's wrong. Yeah. Right? Um, they are armored up, uh, with an AC of 19 and, a, and are brilliant militant creatures. This is shown with an average to above average skills, but of course, strength and con being their highest at plus seven and plus six. Nice. And when I mean brilliant, I, I, when I say brilliant, I mean that they are like integrally, like, like they're perceptive. So they have a passive perception of 20. Mm. Bumped up, and they have bumped up skills in insight mm. and perception. They also have, um, vigilant, so they cannot be surprised. So basically, they're always at attention, and they always know what's going on. So and exactly what you would want in a guardian. Exactly, <laughs> like they like they're like the perfect bodyguard in my mind. Uh, in battle, they have multi attack that allow them to attack with their spear uh, three fucking times, mm -hmm. and a spear that reminds me it, it remind it does have a ten foot reach. So and is a plus ten to hit and does an average of of um, I wrote down one hundred and twenty seven damage, but that is not correct. <laughs> My Lanta, could you imagine? <laughs> uh, 17. 17. 3d6 so. plus 7. Okay, so it's an average of 17 damage. Three yeah. times. Yeah. So um, on top of that, they have, they, have, uh, they have what's called protection, which means as a reaction, they can impose disadvantage on an attack being made against a creature that is within 10 feet of themselves. So this is like you, you are guarding someone. Right. Like, or you're sent to be the guardian of someone. Like, I can imagine that, like, Boro Boro has, like, even though he's the opposing clan, but, like, I feel like clan leaders would have, like, three or four of these around them. Right. Right? They create, like, the shield wall around them. Yeah, they would, like, I would love if they were all female. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And these are your shield maidens. Yes. And these are, like, you know, and they're just in the town, keeping law, like, and again, like, they're smart, so they yep. know... They're being told what to do. They know what's lawful, but they also know what's right and wrong. So, like, they're not they're not stupid. No. But I also feel like if you as players can convince them that what they're doing is wrong, that they would also... Would change sides. They would change sides. Mm -hmm. So if you can give them proof that whoever they're helping or whoever... Like, let's imagine a mob boss has three or four of these that are protecting them, and you have to get to that mob boss. But in order to get to that mob boss, you have to destroy these three or four mm -hmm. um, guardian giants. And so how do you do that? You convince them that you are guarding a mob boss. They are doing illegal shit. They are not good people. Right. That help us out. Right? Yeah. And they are one of the few that speak common and giant. Yes. Yes. So, again, super fucking smart. But yeah, so in a set piece, I would use them as guardians. I would use them, like, as they are depicted to be. Like, I think that, that it's really neat that, like, they would be for hire. And that they would be at the front of every banker. And they're like, if you go to the mm -hmm. bank district, they're in the front of every bank. If you go to this, like, um, the artisan's district, they're in front of every, like, museum. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yep. like, and in my mind, again, I want them all to be female. I want them all to be shield maidens. <laughs> yes. And they're just scattered among the cities. 
Yep. Right? That's how I imagine them. How would you use them as a set piece? Oh, man. House of the Dragon could really have used these. <laughs> oh, yeah? You can't... No spoilies for me. I'm, like, uh, I'm way behind. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. The day... <laughs> the day. The day females are used as guardians. <laughs> is like, now. <laughs> how? How? Has this not happened? It's like, male guardians are shit! <laughs> Put them in a bottle. <laughs> the audacity of this bitch. Just um, don't. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, you could use them in the minuscule sense of being like going into a tavern or something like the. Come on, Megan, help me. What are you trying me? to figure out? The middle of a tavern where? What are we talking? What are you. <laughs> the guy, the. Um, bouncer. bouncer? <laughs> I was like, I was like, as soon as they both at the same time looked at the bouncer. Yes. This is the bouncer of the club. Okay. They Got could you. Be, they could be like the bouncer, and then say if the club or the tavern had like the general area, but then the bigger, like the elite owner in or the, the owner of like elite, multiple taverns mm-hmm. in the back. Like, they could be, they could work their way from the bouncer to guarding, like, the back rooms to guarding the the owner. I'm now imagining, because you said it's, like, guarding, like, these, like, these prestigious places, that, like, you are tasked to go and find, like, the leader of, like, some, like, I don't know. I, I'm in a mob boss phase right now. But, like, you go yeah, to a club, and you're supposed to go meet the mob boss at the club. And you gotta work your way through all the levels. But not only that, though, but, like, you rock up, and you come across this guardian giant that you now think is the mob boss because of how large they are, and how large and in charge they are. <coughs> and all of a sudden, they step aside, and there's, like, this little halfling sitting there. You know what I mean? Like, that's, the, that's what I'm yes. imagining now. Like, like, are you on the list? Are you on the list? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm here to see you. You're not here to see me. I promise you, you are not here to see me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just here to take your ID, sir. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. And then they could also be the, like, shield maiden. Like, yeah. Absolutely. I love that you mentioned that because it's just, like, like shield wall of them or... <laughs> yeah. I love, I love a good shield wall. And, like, I imagine that they're trained somewhere. You know what I mean? So there has to be, like, a school. Yes. Where they're trained and where they're taken care of and where they are housed and where they're, like, you know, like, there's a battlement somewhere full of them. Yeah. Right? And they're for hire, but, like, they're prestigious and they're sought after. Like, they're not, like, in my mind, like, in my my canon for them, they're not, like, owned in, like, a sense of slavery, but they're owned in, like, a sense of, like, I can afford one of these. Yes. Right? Like, they are prestigious whores. You know what I mean? Like, just delicacies. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I see them anyways, in my brain mind. But yeah. Yeah. So if you're going up against, like, someone like Borboro, like, you might have a few of these to go through mm-hmm. to get where you need to go. Yeah, you take a little small army with you. Mm-hmm. Or send them in before you. They're your messengers, right? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think yeah. they're dope. Yeah, they are. They're dope. I would want them mm-hmm. if I was a mob boss. <laughs> Dude, I just want to be a mob boss now. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm, I'm way too deep in wanting to be a mob boss, and I kind of need this to happen for my lifetime. Maybe. Yeah, I think I could do it. Like, I'm, I, I'm, hey, we said I'm five foot ten. Like, I, yeah. I can dominate a room for sure. Yeah. I am terrified of you, so. Phenomenal. It's <laughs> very thematic for me. <laughs> like, I believe anything you say. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Yes. I, tra- I am your guardian. Am I attracted to this? I'm, I'm, 
<laughs> I'm your shield maiden. Just tell me. Tell me what you want. Stop it, Casey. Stop it. Okay, we digress. We digress. <laughs> Moving on. Next one. What What do we have next on the list? Oh my god, what do we have next? Uh, okay, we're moving into another um, guild, Cult of Rakdos. Uh, so, the Blood Fray di- Giants. <laughs> oh god. Get it together. Blood Fray Giant, Cult of Rakdos. Okay, this is the classic, live in the moment, no regrets. I wish that you had said no regrets, because that would just make it even better. <laughs> Hashtag no regrets. No regrets. <laughs> megalomaniac. No. Yeah, I megalomaniac. Can, I, I can say it again. Megalomaniacal. 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 Fuck. That's my um, new nickname. Demon of Chaos. Yeah. Named after the demon lord who founded it, this guild provides dark and horrific entertainment and also a lot of, like, manual labor, like mining. Um, Let's say this cult found their niche and so have been able to sustain themselves in Ravnica, like, there. Okay, I have a job. I'll do mining. I'll do the manual labor. Mm -hmm. But, like... This is just controlling my chaos. Yeah. It's like, I really want to just go and wreak havoc. But I'm going to do what you're telling me to do to keep my brain busy so I don't ADHD burn something. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Got it. Yep. Checks out. Like, shiny object. Yeah. (laughs) Here's a ball of yarn. Go do this. You're really good at this. Yeah. Um, So the demon Rakdos found entertainment in death and destruction. So performances are expected to be gruesome and hedonic. So it's like... Oh, you're a performer. Go perform this. But it's like torture, murder, dismemberment, and they don't think anything of it. I love that. Like, that is the form of entertainment. Oh, tonight we're going to dismember of whoever. They don't care. What a great horror movie this would make. But yeah, go on. Yeah. So, the cult is essentially a catch-all for all of the chaotic, dangerous, and very murdery creatures to put to some good use. Mm-hmm. It's like, you are you are a fucking sociopath murderer. Like, go over here, and you will become, you will become an entertainer. Yeah. And we will just, hi- like, you will now be, like, your job is to entertain at 8 p.m. on this, in this tent. And we will provide things that you murder and torture for entertainment. So they're like the dominatrix entertainer of... Wow. I mean... Interesting. Yeah. It's like, we don't know what to do with you. You're terrifying and savage. Go over here. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. We may need you later for some kind of a battle, so we're going to keep you entertained. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Um, so they will also try to, um, sabotage new or widespread leaders over Ravnica. Um, they want to do what they want whenever they want. Mm -hmm. They have no interest in higher power, having influence over their guild. They will oppose any other guild that tried to enforce structure, order of justice. They, but just enough that they, like, like, they don't want to cause an an uprising. Mm Mm-hmm. But they will just pose enough resistance that they're annoying, but just keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. It's like they have a lot of bark, but no bite. It's kind yeah. of like what it is when it comes down to staying under the radar. Yeah. yeah. They, they like scale back. So it's like, okay, fine. You have put me in my place in this little world that I can, you know, still rape and pillage and murder and dismember. But I'm not happy about it, but I'm not going to 
escalate that enough that... Yeah, I'm not going to complain to HR about the job you told me to do. (laughs) Exactly. But I'm going to complain about it all day long. Yes. I'm going to talk to my my work buddy about how shitty our job is. Yes. All day. Exactly. Yeah. Because they aren't necessarily idiots. Like, they realize that, like, if it escalates enough, the the wrong level of management will, will come down on their heads. So... They don't want, like, senates and legions that are more overarching management, <laughs> like, coming down on them. Yeah. Um, so they will accept their level of freedom as they are and just, you know, wreak wrath of fear in the Boros region. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. To play a player character from the Cult of Rakdos... Would be fucking exhausting as a DM. It would be exhausting as a DM, and it would be if you were allowed a PC to play one. It would be like I feel like if I had to play one as a PC, I would be exhausted. Yeah, because like, you just have to play to these really rigid, like like chaos, and you know what? Charlie would do it. Charlie would do a great <laughs> job in this one. Hundred percent. Shout out to Charlie. He would do it phenomenally, and we would not be annoyed by it. We'd be like, "This is great. Thank you, no. Charlie, this for this wonderful item. Like, mm-hmm. it would be great." If Dan did it, I would punch him in the face. Yeah, hundred percent. If Dave did it, he would get a pigeon to the throat. Like, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So so entertaining, but so specific. Like it, you you gotta own it if you're going into this into this region this um guild yeah um and of course there is a giant affiliated with this so the blood fray giant okay sounds great so this is an interesting one the blood fray giant in the cult of rakdos is chaotic evil like what the fuck So, yeah, it's interesting that they have control, but they're considered chaotic evil. Yeah. Yeah. They, no, like, it's just, I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, if you break it down, like, to brass tacks, it can make sense. But at the same time, like, if if you're a new player to D&D and you look at the spectrum and, like, the farthest on that spectrum is the chaotic evil, you would think that they would have limited control over what they can do. Yeah. But, but hey, it fits. They're chaotic and they do it for evil reasons. They don't do it for... Here we are. Yeah. But... Um... Yep, they usually play, like, an enforcer being tasked with guarding a door or um, (laughs) even um, hold a Rakdos performance stage in place or will be one of the ones to move it to a new location. Mm -hmm. So they're just like, I I feel like they're the ones that I believe wholeheartedly in what you're doing. Like, (laughs) the performance. (laughs) Like, the play. They're like... You are you are cutting up different mortals and creatures every night. Yeah. I love it. I am about this. I am about <laughs> this. So I I will help you. Yeah. Let's let's tear down and build up this stage wherever you want to go. Like I am in. We'll do it together. Yeah. 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 Okay. They are obsessed with like the violent horror of shows and they <laughs> They will create violence if there's, like, someone who disrupts the show. Like, this is too violent. Or, I, like, like my, this is my, this is my cousin. You're killing my cousin. They will be like, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Quiet down over there. Like, I will end you. Quiet in the nosebleeds. Yes. Yeah. So they, 
live and breathe the chaos that like this 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 guild is putting on stage. Yeah, they believe in it. Like yes. they're, yeah, they're for it. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Terrifying. And so if like yeah, if anybody tries to disrupt the show, they will go out and basically just like take them out. I like that. Yeah. Now I'm imagining in these shows the audience is just super quiet yeah. until like until like something really exciting happens and they're like, why is nobody clapping? And then all of a sudden you just see one of these giants peer out from behind the corner and it's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. like they're, they're the ones that go now like, is the yeah. time. Now is the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> prompt the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love yeah, it. it's Oh, so scary. Oh, man. Uh, and anything will essentially set them off. Yeah. Um, and then by the time... Because these, these type of shows have to go in, like, the middle of the night mm-hmm. or late night. And then by the morning, like, the, the tent or the stage is gone. And so they will just disappear yeah. during the day. Yeah. So, so they're your, this is your nightlife. Your nightlife giant. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you are in the throes of Ravnica in your campaign, mm-hmm. and, I don't know, I would create a scenario where you have to go watch a show, or you have to meet somebody that performs in a late night show after their show. Yeah, you're, like, trying to recruit them. Yeah. Or, like, something like that. And it's, like, to see me, you have to watch one of my shows, or... Yes. Yeah, in order to get in, you have to get tickets, and then you have a process of getting the tickets to go see the show, and then, like... Yeah. You, into, then if shit goes awry and you ensue in battle, obviously these giants are going to be there. <laughs> yes. So not only are you fighting this fucking frightening <laughs> demon thing that kills things for a living, you're now fighting the giants that support it. Totally. Right? Like, that's pretty dope. Yeah, <laughs> I think that would be a fun... Thing that you could throw at your campaign. I think so too. Yeah. Um, so as far as stats, they again don't have high armor class fourteen because they don't wear armor. Yeah. Um, not necessarily the highest bucket of HP at just over a hundred, which actually isn't that much for yeah. a lot of the giants we've talked about. They are huge in size, forty feet mo- um, movement speed. Um, they lack discipline, similar to the Sunder Shaman of the Gru clan. Like, they're chaotic. Yeah. Um, CR6. So, a little bit of a level down from what we've talked about in the last episode. Yeah. They only speak giant. Absolutely. Anytime there is a, an opportunity to combat, they're in. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll fight and I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And, yeah, not necessarily intelligent or wise, but I also feel like maybe they could be convinced to come for a fight for maybe some coin. Maybe the coin won't even matter. But if you could get one or two of these on your side, it's like, hey, we're we're looking for a fight. Yeah. They'd be like, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Could be great. Uh, so, again, with the, with the CR a little bit lower, you could bring them into a scenario in a campaign a little sooner than a lot of the ones we talked about in last, last episode. Yeah. Watch out for them rocks. (laughs) It's always rocks. Always rocks. Yep. They also have, uh, action with a chain. So, they have 20-foot reach, mm-hmm. and so they attack with, like, a chain. It's not necessarily, like, a sickle on a chain, but can really fuck you up with bludgeoning, dam- bludgeoning damage and grappling. So, that's a new angle for giants Yeah, as well. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, grappling. You love to be hugged. I don't. <laughs> 
And I feel like we haven't talked a lot about grappling we on our it. podcast so far, but we talk about it a lot on the other podcast, how much I hate being grappled mm. and like, you know, touched by other creatures in general. Right. Um, but this is like one of the first times we've talked about grappling on, on the ours. giant series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's inevitable if someone wants to grapple, it's going to happen, but it's never really been built into a kit we've really talked about yet. So, uh-huh. so fuck you with this one. <clears throat> sorry, not sorry. Yeah. They can grapple with Jane. Yeah. Um, and they all have a you. They also have a unique reaction ability called Furious Defense. Um, so if it sees one of its comrades take damage within twenty feet of it, it makes a chain attack against that foe. It's kind of like the if it sees like a slashy slash on its comrade, it's like, oh no, you fucking did it. <laughs> so kind of like a guardian, but in a chaotic way. Yeah, it's yeah. like, <gasps> and then um, it will then make a chain attack against that foe and it can just do that as a reaction awesome um so remember that as a dm because that's something that is maybe a bit different from many giants that you may have played is that it has this pretty good reaction yeah um and yeah we haven't come across many giants that that get legendary reaction but this is a pretty good surprise for um players and it just reminds me of um Lord of the Rings, where the orcs and Urukai, when they were like having to intersperse and they were like fighting amongst ourselves, mm-hmm. <laughs> each other, yeah, 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 yeah. themselves, <clears throat> and then like when Sam comes to save Frodo in the tower and mm-hmm. the Urukai and the orcs are fighting. <laughs> And like they they knock one off and then it falls to its like death in the yeah. bottom and then like an orc is like oh, you fucked up my friend and yeah. then like go in and then there's just like inter party fighting drama yeah absolutely yeah it just reminds me of that where it's like the reaction is like chaos yeah it's like don't you dare do that yeah well I also feel like combat wise because they're a lower CR. Your team is not necessarily going to be afraid of them at, like, a mid-level, but it's going to be really annoying to have to fight them. Yeah. Because if you fight them, you're fighting all of their friends. Yeah. So it's not this that you're fighting this this one that happens to be there, but if another one sees you fighting it, they are going to fight you. Yes. If who they're protecting sees you fighting it, they are going to fight you. Like, there's this camaraderie of, mm-hmm. like, that I feel that comes with them, right? So it's... It's almost like you don't want to fight them. You want them to be your friends in a weird, chaotic way. It's kind of like how, like, our group made friends with lizard folk to help us travel across a desert, and we had to deal with those weird morale boost things where they would just want to eat the humans that were being picked off, and we'd be like, well, we don't. We bury our dead. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that kind of combatant conversation where they're like, no, we love to fight shit. And you're like, okay, well, that's cool, and we love to have you along with us to fight shit, but while you're with us, you can't fight anything. Like, we'll, we'll tell you what to fight, right? Yeah. So... This mutual agreement. And as a DM, 100% bring two of these in. Yeah. Like, whether the... Well, they have to be buds. Yeah. Like, the players will have no idea that means something if there's two. But with two, then you get to do a whole bunch of fun, cool shit. And a bunch of fun roleplay, too. Like, to your point. Like, it really does remind you of those scenes of your friend goes down and, like, you're like, fuck you! It's like the the Krillin (laughs) Goku bullshit. Like, it's like... One gets hurt, the other one gets bolstered, you know? Yeah. Like, vice versa, right? So it's... I I love it. <laughs> I think they're fucking hilarious. Yeah. And I think you could give them, if you did two, to your point, have two that you would bring in as a DM, completely opposite personalities. 
<laughs> would be so fun to role play in a battle setting. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Hilarious. You could have been like, maybe we should just talk to them and then like your party as they do. Just like fucking bombards them and tries to destroy them. And then the one chaotic, really, really chaotic one is like, <gasps> and just like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, never mind. None of your business. Yeah. Very interesting, very fun. Could be really, really cool to add. And it could be added in any type of, I don't know. You could you could throw it in a lot of different places. This is the thing, because we're, t- we're thinking, in my mind, when we were talking about how they are, like, um, they protect the performers of the people that do the, the killings of the nights in the nightlife, right? Mm-hmm. What else exists in nightlife? I feel like these would also be used in clubs. They would also be used in, like... Yeah, like a bouncer. Yeah, like a bouncer. <laughs> or, like, um, like, you know, like your red district. Yep. These would be the ones that protect, like, the ladies of the night. You know Yeah, what I mean? So totally. if you're after, like, again, mob boss mentality, I don't know why this is my theme <laughs> for this episode, uh, you're going after the mob boss who owns a bunch of, like, you know, strip clubs or something within the towns and the cities and stuff yeah. like that. And you go in there and, like, these are the ones that are protecting the performers. Yep. Right? Like... Absolutely. That would apply so well. It'd be great. So, and it's kind of, kind of like you go in there with the vibe of I'm going to enjoy myself, but if I fuck up, I'm gonna, my body's going to be torn limb from fucking limb. Yes. Right? And they are ones that only speak giant. Mm-hmm. So, again, like... They're only going to listen to whoever can speak to them. <laughs> yes. Because mm. they know their rules mm-hmm. or their direction. So, Yeah. You're limited there. Like, if, if you don't have anybody that speaks giant, you're fucked. I feel like they would have, like, a power word kill. Yes. Where it's, like, all of a sudden they'll perform, like, Dracatus. <laughs> and then, like... <laughs> yes. And then these giants would just be like, okay, here we go. <laughs> like, they'd be, they'd be waiting for the okay. Yeah. To, like, rip the person in front of them apart. And then yeah. they, would, they would get, like, their power word of, like, yeah, go for it. And, and then like, you yeah. would see them all, like, say if they're guarding, like, the doorways of rooms down a hallway, you would see them all just, like, step forward and just, like, bring up their chains. Yeah. And be like, okay. Here we go. It's <laughs> going to be the best night of my life. So good. So <laughs> terrifying as a party going down the hallway. Oh, my God. Yeah. So... I think I know why I'm talking about crime life right now. It's because the next one I'm going to talk about is from the Orjov Syndicate, uh, which is a guild, of course, within Ravnica. Mm-hmm. But um, they are the city's crime family. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> okay, I'm pouring you more wine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so this is closely tying church and state. They have the lands convinced that... Um, paying for their sins or for atonement uh, is the way to go. Okay. So it's very much the side of, like, that that church life or that religious life that if you pay the church, you're, like, you're, you're free of all the sins that you've committed. Okay. Right? So they make money out of this shit. Um, so out of flesh or, or coin? Very much so. Okay. Maybe, you know. I mean, you, whatever you want as a DM. Mm-hmm. Right now it is mostly riches. Okay. These are merchants. They're not necessarily murderers and killers. They are just, they're a crime family that makes money. So basically okay. a very corrupt group that funnels money from the rich to the top of the hierarchy. So this isn't even Robin Hood robbing from the rich for the poor. This is them robbing from the rich to give to the more rich. Oh. So, oh, like, Nick's fuck. the poor. They're at the top of the <laughs> chain, right? Okay. Um, they have churches scattered across the lands to support um, this this lifestyle of paying the church to tune for the sins, which seems nice, uh, but they are, they are corrupt as fuck. Like... I can imagine, again, like, I'm on a whole mob boss kick, but, like, you would have, like, like the, the hierarchy of the church, and it would almost appear like just a regular cult to your team, 
But again, they're not murderers. They're not killers. There's no blood spilt. There's no sacrifices happening. They're just taking people's money. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like the way to find out which churches belong to these mob boss families would be like, well, um, you would run into people that are like, oh, well, I am a perfectly unsinned person. I have given my riches to this family or whatever. Or they'd be wanting to, or you're bartering with someone in a shop. And that bar, that shopkeep is like, I can't go any lower than that. Like, I've got to atone for my sins. I owe the church this amount uh, of money. Yeah. Like, that's how you can find <laughs> out that these churches in the area exist, in my mind. Mm-hmm. So then the question is, how do giants come into play when we're talking about this? So the Orjov giant are basically the muscle that is required um, to maintain it. So there are a few giants that join in with the syndicate to serve as basically brutes. Um, They're considered large um, giants that are lawful evil uh, because, again, they're lawful. They're following what they believe to be right, but it is a corrupt and unjust system of living, right? Um, They're plated up with um, an AC of 18. Uh, their, their winning stats for being giants are, of course, strength and con, but are boosted in wisdom and intelligence, which I think checks out a little bit for being giants of a church. <clears throat> um, they do have dark vision and passive perception of 11. So I don't feel like they are too much above like a mid-level team, like a, a mid-level group of folk. But if you imagine going into a church, people go into churches unarmed. They go into churches without weapons. Mm-hmm. They go like they go to worship. They go to atone for their sins. They're not going in for murder. These brutes are just there to intimidate, look strong, and be very scary. So they are plated out. They look very scary, and you know they're probably loud and boisterous, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, so they also have an ability called focus, which allows them as a bonus to action to pick a focus creature. This allows them to add one D4 to an attack that is made. However, if they attack someone else, they have to subtract one D4. Do you think they would attack the like religious, mostly religious character that they would see in a party? I, how I imagine it happening would be if your team rocked up to one of these churches and walked in. I think that there's a dues that is to be paid for entering. Mm. And I would almost imagine that you can't leave until you pay that dues. Um, and again, the DM can play it, whether that be flesh or coin. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that your religious characters in that group, so whether you have a paladin or a cleric or even a warlock who is a patron, you know what I mean? They're yeah. going to be like, ah, uh, no, like I have my own person I talk to, but thank you for that. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, I'm sorry, but you, you can't leave the church without doing so. Mm-hmm. And then these are the ones that are going to enforce it. And they're going to think that you're not going to spill blood in the middle of a church. But, of course, if you have a chaotic group of folk, you, you probably would. You yeah. know what I mean? And then these are the ones that you're going to be fighting. Because they're the ones that are going to uphold. The, like, the, like, I'm imagining like your, your like, priests or like whatever aren't going to be the ones that are fighting. They have these in the church to make those things happen. Yeah. Right? Fair. But I think it is really neat, again, that we're seeing another giant that has um, a bonus. But also, like, sometimes like it's a subtract as well. So, like... If you're focusing on your most religious character because you're like, okay, well, we are a church of this. You are not yes. a church of this. You're not atoning for your sins for following the wrong faith. I'm going to attack you. They would focus on you. But all of a sudden, the bard is the one that's, sorry, the barbarian is the one that's hitting you because they're coming up close. If you hit them, you get a, like a negative D4 yeah. to attack. Yeah. Which is interesting. Very. Um, they can do multi-attack twice. They can, they can multi-attack twice with their axe. So they carry an axe. There's a plus nine to hit with an average of 25 damage. And, of course, they can throw rocks. Yeah, of course. So it is interesting because I did come up with the idea of, like, I almost want them to be armed with bags of stones for stoning people and, like, bring that whole thing back. (laughs) Right? Because this is very much like the fight between church and state. 
You're going into handmade sale. Handmade sale bullshit. I know. <laughs> but like, but like, you know. Yeah. Like, you can see it, right? They're giants. They're barbaric. They they throw rocks, but like they have a giant axe, so they can just use the axe. But maybe they don't want to blood build, like blood on the floor, so they're gonna knock you out with rocks instead. Oh my god! Yes, knock you out with rocks, chain you into like like some prison that's in the basement of this church yeah. until you pay the money to atone for your sins. Yeah, and if you refuse, they'll just like stone you to death. Yeah, and those are the people that they use in the performances. <sighs> Megan! <laughs> <laughs> for the performances, um, for the, for, you know, the cult of Rakdos. Yeah. That the Blood of Prey Giant, like, upholds. Yeah. It makes shows happen. So, I know that in, within the cities of Ravnica, like, there are very specific, like, churches and things that do different things, but I really liked the idea of slamming the cult of Rakdos and this crime family together. Oh. <laughs> because, yes. because they would have this, like, wonderful day life. Of we are a church, come atone for your sins, give us your money, like you are atoned, we'll hold mass, we'll do all these wonderful things. It's lightly guarded by these very lightly padded, like, guards. But if you fuck up, we're going to chain you up downstairs, and if you don't atone for your sins, you're being thrown into the performances with the Cult of Rakdos yeah. as a sacrifice to atone for your sins. Yeah. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> and a PC could easily be one of those. Oh, 100%. So it's like... Yeah, so the other party, the rest of the party has to figure out how to save them from the performance. Yeah, the performance. Like how we're calling it the performance. Yeah, but and the performance, if they disrupt it, will have the blood fray giants yeah. coming at it. So you're going you're, you're, you're to be fighting, fighting and fighting and fighting to get your way out. Oh my so god, it's basically either, so good. You either cut a deal with the crime family or you cut a deal with the cult of Rakdos. Yeah. And, like, I feel like that's how, like, really smart DMs pigeonhole your characters into making really terrible decisions in the last minute. Because we, uh, and there have been many times in our campaigns that we have played in together where we have come up to a very difficult decision. Yeah. And it never feels like we make the right one because there is not a good decision. No. There is no good decision. We just it's make just... the better of the two. Yeah. Is usually what we ever went with. Yeah. Or whoever was in charge that day. Yeah. Right? And then we have to live with the... The repercussions of that decision. 100%. Yeah. Like, and it was constant dealing with the repercussions of that, right? Yeah. Like, I can imagine that you suddenly become the cult of Rakdos, and now you're, like, wearing their sigil. Yes. And now you're wandering around the town, and now you are a a part of this cult, and you have to deal with the consequences of being a part of that cult for however long you are within the vicinity of this town. I feel like maybe that is, that is how you penetrate Ravnica into your campaign. Yeah. Is, like... (laughs) <laughs> like, once you are part of it, you can never escape. Yeah, like, you, you've, especially, like, once you've been a part of, like, a show, or, like, you've been, you've atoned for your sins at a church, and now you've, like, bolstered up this crime family, and now you're a part of this crime family. Like, I just, I, I watch, I've watched the TV series Good Girls. I don't know if you've watched it before. Mm. I've watched that series, like, nine times. <laughs> like, it's one of my favorites. It's phenomenal. Because it is all yeah. about four, like, three females... Yeah, that just find themselves in a mob crime boss family because they were trying to help their sick children. Yep. Right. Like it's just, it's like it, in my mind, it is real life D and D storyline is what that is to me. Yes. And it just gets me every time. Like there is even like I just recently I just watched an episode where she meets the crime family man's legitimate family, like his grandmother and like his brother and like all these people that like mean something to him. 
And, like, it's just so strange to see mob boss characters that rip people apart at night be real humans. Yep. And I feel like Ravnica and a couple of these little places that we've talked about really offer an opportunity to do that. Yes, absolutely. And play that 50-50 of, like, yeah, we do this at night, but it's because I need it to put food on the plates for my children. And I yeah. ended up here because I did this, the similar thing that you just did today 15 years ago. Yes, so 15 years from now, you are going to be where I am or you will be dead. Yeah. It's that same, like, you do what you, you do unspeakable for your family. Mm-hmm. And it could also be a very pivotal turning point for a PC in your campaign. Mm-hmm. If they are on the brink or they need, like, based on their backstory, they need to make a big sacrifice for saving something in their family. Yeah. Or they're the child of a parent that went missing. And they went missing they because they were a part of this mob boss family. And they can find them if they join. Yeah. 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 Or they end up at one of these shows and who they're watching is like their dad ripping someone apart. Oh my god! Or they end up in like, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like, I know yeah. we're like leaning really heavy into this like narrative, but I just, Ravnica really bolsters the opportunity for that kind of stuff to happen, especially with the different districts. There's yeah. always going to be mob wars in yeah. my mind in these districts. And like, there's always going to be kingpins. There's always going to be people in charge. And there's always going to be innocent people falling into traps because they just need their families to live. Yes. And we'll do whatever it takes. Fighting for protection from these giants. Fighting from all these things just to like keep themselves alive. Right? Yeah. And I just like, I've, I've only ever played successfully in a couple of mob themed D&D campaigns. And like, they're really tough to write and build. But I think that these play spaces in Ravnica and these specific giants, like in these urban settings, mm-hmm. really give you the opportunity to do that and explore it. Yeah, that's so interesting. We've talked about so many angles that we could add them in. And, or, and smush them together. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So cool. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other final thoughts before we wrap up on this sucker? I'm just so thankful, Megan. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's too much wine for you. Yes. Too much wine. Too much, um, sorry, what is it? Border town. <laughs> border town wine. <laughs> we need to get Skamoth sponsored by a wine brand <laughs> at some point. One day. One day. Brothers Bond Bourbon, I hear, is looking for sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I heard that too. Just tossing that out there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, what are your feelings? Yes. Is there anyone that sticks out to you the most that you kind of like would really, really like to use in one of your campaigns? Um... Well, I, when we're talking about, like, a city that spans a world, Mm -hmm. it's so easy to add in any one of these giants into the storyline. Yeah. And it just makes it more interesting to use one of these giants versus just, like, a, a beefy, like, ogre or whatever. Yeah. So what I like about the giants we talked about today is... Like, they're not, they're hard, but they're... Not impossible. They're not impossible, and so you'd be able to throw them in on a whim. Mm-hmm. Like, depending on where your your campaign explorers go, Yeah, you could throw it in as a, like, bodyguard or a bouncer. Yeah. Or if they opt to, which they should, go watch the performance... And then try and infiltrate in after the performance. They, you could throw them in then. Yeah. So what makes me most excited about these is that you can uh, throw them in 
not in only a very specific scenario. Yeah. If you're delving into Ravnica, for sure, like, you could you could use this in a lot of different scenarios. You can use them anywhere else that isn't Ravnica. Like, I feel like sometimes we always talk about how, like, yes, they come from Ravnica. Yes, they fit in this setting here. Yes, they would work really well with this. I but, believe in you. But you can pull... <laughs> You could take one of these clans and make it canon in a homebrew setting. And, like, these stats would make sense still. They're not too pigeonholed into being one thing, right? And, like, um, yeah. I think because they're they're malleable, they're usable. And, like, we use um, big bad evil guys and things from other, like, campaign settings all the time in our weird fucked up campaign setting yeah. that we play in. And I feel like these these giants, because of the way that they're written, can be used in any play setting. Yes. Because they are just guardians. They're just protectors. They're just these things. They don't have to protect this specific clan. You can just use right. this stat block. Yeah. And they're protecting the cult that you're fighting in whatever, in the Curse of Strahd. Right. right. Like, they're that's just... That's true. You know? Like, I think that that's... Just because they're built to be guardians, they can guard anything, is what I what I feel. For the ones that I talked about today, anyways. Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like I that like is... It. That's that's giants for today. I feel like we've had a lot of really good themes today, though. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I built a whole mob boss campaign setting just now. You're yeah, welcome, everyone. You totally did. Yeah. Uh, I would like to die in that campaign. All right. I'm going to see if I can build it into our next, like, we'll do a one-shot, just mob boss campaign like, just for all of us to get our out. You're killing my mother by dismemberment on the performance stage. Me and my comrades need to try and stop you. <laughs> I love this for you, and I love this for me. <laughs> yes. All right. But that is all for this giant uh, winter episode of the Urban Giants. Stay tuned next week when we look to the stars to see what kinds of giants navigate their way through the cosmos. Thanks for listening to this special episode of It's a Mimic podcast. If you'd like to support us, we have a donate button on our website, www.itsamimic.com. And if you'd like to discuss what you've heard to here today, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and at r slash it's a mimic. For other episodes on our on other kinds of monsters, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks again for listening to It's a Mimic, where you never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> place to put our stuff oh god we're what totally talking about that <laughs> <laughs> we, I just, we're trying to make this whorehouse a home <laughs> uh, but last session we last session um last episode we did talk about like going to the outskirts or the border town i feel like it applies yeah absolutely 100 percent it does okay that's why when you posted i'm like that works we're talking about ravnica so <laughs> yeah it works for me. Thanks for listening to this epi special episode of It's a Mim podcast. If you'd like to support us, we have a donate button on our website. <laughs> <laughs> www.itsamimic.com <laughs> Megan, stop laughing. You're trying so hard. <laughs> okay, take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> 
is like after talking about mom bosses for like two hours. You get all flustered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking again, Pitten. Okay. <clears throat> Let's try that again. Yeah, yeah we got it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this special episode of It's a Minute Podcast. If you'd like to support us, we have a donate Want me to do it? Are you going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> we have a donate button on our <laughs> to it's a special Nothing sexy here. Uh, yeah. mm.